Hello and welcome back to the Teach On Teach Strong podcast. I'm Katie, I'm your host today and this is all about a podcast especially for us teachers to help us with our personal development, our self-improvement and just be the best we can be. And we do that through productive tips, it might be tips on character building, it might be mindset, there's loads of different things that we talk about here. And today we're going to be talking about the art of decluttering. <laughs> now, don't turn off, bear with me with this one. I know not everyone is a tidy freak, whatever, but there's a very important reason why I'm talking to you about this today. So, okay, we're in week three of the new year, which, okay, already feels like month three, but whatever, it's fine. I have been in a bit of a decluttering mood. I think partly I've just wanted something to distract me from some of the stresses that I'm having to deal with, you know how it is. But in doing so, I noticed how much better it's actually making me feel in all areas of my life now. And it's amazing that something so simple is having such a profound impact. So I did some research on this, uh, which I tend to do, especially when I'm preparing a podcast for you. I want to make sure that what I'm sharing is valuable. And after doing some research, I wanted to share this with you in case you too are feeling in a similar state and would like some clarity and rejuvenation in your life too. I mean, who doesn't want rejuvenation? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to be focusing more on the school side of things just for this podcast because that's what we do here. But as we're going through this, do consider your home as well when we're talking about clutter and how this could apply to personal spaces in your life as well. So of course, naturally, over time, clutter inevitably builds up. You know, we are busy bees all day and 30 kids in a room can create a lot of mess. They mix up our organization and as you know, clutter is just gonna happen. <laughs> but clutter has also been proven to be a distraction and can hinder our productivity and ability to focus. Also, did you know that clutter has actually been scientifically proven to limit your brain's ability to process information. Yet your brain literally can't understand the world around you when it's just too much stimulation. Now, so imagine how hard it must be for your students to focus if your room is also really cluttered. It's an interesting perspective that no one really talks about, isn't it? I often do this in my classroom now. I will sit in different positions in my room and I try and gauge what the experience is like for my students. So I'll sit in the front row and I'll think, okay, this is what it's like for them here. I'll sit at the back and I'll think, oh, this thing's kind of distracting or can't really see that over there. And it really helps you understand what your students are experiencing. So I remember once being in a colleague's classroom many, many years ago and this room was the absolute talk of the town. All the teachers were told, go to this room, check it out, look what this person's done. And everyone would always be in and out there. Whenever there was a tour, they make sure that they go to this classroom. And then when you open the door, it was like opening Narnia to unicorn land where everything was rainbows and sensory and every inch of the wall was covered. There were little details everywhere. You know, it's one of those things where you keep looking at it and you see more and more and more things. You know what I mean? It's kind of like those magic image pictures when you just keep looking at things and then other things start appearing. So much so there was even painting details on the floor. Like it was truly spectacular, really. Except after a while of being in the room, I would find myself like feeling a bit dizzy and overwhelmed. There was just so much going on, too much actually, that my brain could not process everything. 
and I didn't know what to look at or what to focus on and I was just all over the place. So imagine how the students might have felt as well. No one really thinks about that, but it's like, oh, it looks nice, but are we actually causing distractions in the lessons by having this? So clutter can be anything, not just mess. It can be lots of beautiful things that are really tidy, but are still everywhere so that you can't actually focus. Anytime you've got too much stuff around you, it can cause your brain to get a bit confused and overwhelmed. And it might be worse for kids. So that's just something to think about. So if you haven't done that, sit in your student seat exercise I highly recommend it and just have a little look around the room and think is this distracting or do you notice your students constantly staring when they should be listening to you and are there things that you can modify but this is also true for you and your personal areas of life and it can it's not just physical it can be digital as well so let's talk about your email inbox shall we (laughs) Put your hand up if you're one of those people who always has lots of unread messages in your inbox. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? I only have um, one email address that I use for spam, really, and I rarely check it. And that one has thousands of unread emails. And I'll be honest, it makes me slightly anxious that there are messages in there that I know I'm never going to see because I'm just not going to go through that. We're talking about like 3,000 here. I'm not going to go through them all. But I am curious. I'm like, oh my God, I wonder what's in there. (laughs) But mm -hmm, when it comes to school email, no, no, no. For me, it's Project Zero every day. And if you don't know what Project Zero is, I don't know if that's a real thing. That's just something I call it. But Project Zero to me is by the end of the working day, I have no unread emails in my inbox. I've checked them all. I might not have replied to them all yet. Uh, In fact, rarely will I have replied to all of them yet, but I do have a whole other system that keeps me on top of that so I don't lose track of what I want to respond to, but I will have read them. And so when I'm passing people in the corridor and they're asking me about something, saying, oh yeah, I emailed you about this, I can always say, I know, I've got it, no worries. So that's quite a nice thing to be able to say, yeah, I'm up to date on that. Um, I'll deal with it when I get a chance. It just helps me keep focused and on top of it all. So if you don't do that, I highly suggest trying. Just start fresh, knock it down to zero, And if you want to know more about how I do my system and how I stay on top of it, just drop me an email at kteachersresourceforce.com and I will do that for you. But if you don't ask, I won't do it. So don't assume that other people are going to ask because not everyone does. So you, if you are interested, please make the effort to let me know and I will do that for you gladly. But let's go back to clutter. It can also build up on your computer. Okay, let's do another poll. Hands up if you're a save-to-the-desktop kind of person. Yeah, that kind of thing stresses my brain so much. Like, when the desktop is cluttered with lots of things, like, my desktop only ever has maximum five things on it. Everything else is neatly tucked away in folders within folders because it makes it easier for the brain to only process a few bits of information at a time. So five here, then you narrow it down and then you've only got a couple of options, right? It makes it easier to process, makes everything a lot quicker and it stops you being so overwhelmed having to look at so many things at once. I do not know how people do that, but I know there are people that do because they're in my life and I'm just like, how? So if you find that that kind of system doesn't work for you, because it might work for you, I don't know. But if it doesn't, try to do it a different way where you don't have so much to process at once. Okay. All that being said, let's look into some things that you can declutter today that will help you feel much more in control and give your poor brain a break from trying to process the chaos around you. It is just such an unnecessary waste 
of brain power and mental energy, quite honestly, once you start decluttering, everything is just so much calmer. It's not just a mess and chaos thing. It it really is helping your brain. Like it's scientifically proven, guys. It will help your brain. Okay. Let's get into it. So number one, we talked about emails before. So that'll be the first thing I recommend you do. Take some time to read all your emails. If you've got a lot, this might take a few days. That's okay. But make sure your aim is for Project Zero to leave by the end of the workday having read them all. And you can follow the rule of the three Ds, which is what I do. And that is do, delegate, delete. So when you see an email, you either do something about it by responding or something, taking action, delegate, pass that on to someone else, or delete, get it out, you don't need to worry about it. Three Ds, do, delegate, delete. Number two, let's talk about paper, the way paper. This can be your mounting miscellaneous tray, just like mine is, or it could be that big growing pile on your desk, Either way, follow the same system. Gather all your paper together and follow the same 3Ds rule. Do something about it, delegate, give it to someone else, or delete, recycle it. Any papers you think might be useful to keep that you're not actually going to do anything with, you can file them away or do what I do and scan them and then save them to my Google Drive and I store them digitally. I really am trying to cut down on all the unnecessary paper because, really, how many times do we actually ever go through our old files and look for things like that we got on training no I I don't I've got loads of paper that once it's been filed I've never looked at it since over 10 years worth of stuff I just um, I'll go through it one day and just get rid of it and scan it all but when it comes to scanning them in you can just do a quick search on your computer or your google drive and then you can locate those files and actually be useful to you so yeah okay and then thirdly your classroom. Take a look around your room or whatever area that you work in that you have control over and seriously evaluate it. I mean, ask yourself, is there a lot going on for students to process at once? Are there any things up on display that are distracting and might not actually be necessary? How are your resources laid out? Are there piles of paper or overspilling boxes? You might be able to overlook them after all these years. That can happen. I've got some colleagues who have that and they don't even see the mess anymore because it's been there for so long. But are they distracting to your students? Is it causing them to overwhelm their brains? You have to really think about this from a different perspective. Are your colouring pencils all mixed up? Some people say I'm a bit OCD for liking mine all in separate categories. But actually, think about how much brain power and processing power your students are having to waste looking for the colours they want if they're all mixed up. Why make life harder than it has to be? That's my question. These things seem small, but when you know that the brain is working overtime to compensate for all the clutter that it's trying to take in, suddenly I think you start to see it comes a bit more important than you might have first initially thought. So that's just something to mull over today as you are on your way doing your business. I do hope this has given you something to think about and reflect on and that you'll take action in one area of your life. Just start with one small thing and see how you feel. I guarantee that you are going to feel better once you've decluttered. But start with something small that's easy to do and then you're not so overwhelmed.
So if you do have any questions at any point or you want me to address something on this podcast or you want to send me a private email, I answer everyone and I help people as best I can. You can email me at katie at teachersresourceforce.com. And if you're not on my mailing list, you are missing out on something because I'm working on something very exciting just for people on my list. And if you've ever struggled with not feeling like you're quite in the right place or you're not happy in your teaching job right now or you're looking to move you want something else ready for a new challenge but you're struggling to make that happen I've got something that you're going to really like so if you want to get on my mailing list hop on to teachersresourceforce.com forward slash freebies there's lots of different ways to sign up but if you go through the freebies route then you can get access to the VIP area where there's loads of free downloadable resources for you so I'd normally encourage you to go that way but However you see where I ask you for your email address on my website, you'll get the information. So do that soon because that's coming out very, very, very shortly. Okay, well, I hope that's helped. Please do send me some pictures if you do declutter. I would love to see what you're up to and how you're finding the process. And I'll support you with it in any way that I can. Keep teaching on Teaching Strong and I'll speak to you next time. Bye.